Hey everybody, welcome back to the Baseball Podcast. Today we've got a special guest, Matt Tallarini of the World Baseball Network. He's got his own podcast called Baseball Without Borders. Um, he's a super knowledgeable guy just about baseball around the world and not just, you know, the big leagues like NPB or KBO. You know, he knows about everything, Nicaragua and, you know, all, all the countries that don't get as much hype, you know, in in, uh, in social media and all. So it's a really cool conversation with Matt telling us kind of about baseball all around the world, a lot of the history of it too, and just, uh, you know, what makes that special. So he's a great follow. He's a he's a guy who kind of just knows a lot about everything. So definitely make sure to go give him a follow at Matty Tolls on Twitter, and you can check out his uh, his website, worldbaseballnetwork.com, or actually I think it's worldbaseball.com. And uh, so go go give him a follow and check out his podcast, Baseball Without Borders. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy our conversation with Matt. And uh, here goes. Welcome back to the Baseball Podcast. We're here with Matt Tallarini of the World Baseball <laughs> Network. Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, okay, so, yeah, uh, my name is Matt Tallarini. I'm a chief correspondent with World Baseball Network, pretty much the founder of um, the media entity itself. We are an e-commerce business distributing um just more centralization with the sport itself. Um, we do coverage with the winter leagues, the Asian leagues that happen in the midst of the major league season. Mexico has a big structure league. So we try to, you know, give the outreach that there is professional baseball that you can cater to yourselves outside of major league baseball. And um, yeah, it's a great affair to see um, what the coverage we're seeing now. I mean, there's guys entering their collegiate season now at prestigious end. Division one, division two, division three, JUCO, NAIA establishments. So, um, yeah, it's cool to see this time frame that baseball's around. It's at the click of your hands, um, the World Wide Web with the ESPN Plus and everything. And yeah, it's cool to know that um, with what I've been creating the last few years, I started the inception period in December of 2021. Uh, we were accredited for the Caribbean series. Um, that's a final between club league teams that win out of their respectable leagues from other countries. Um, we did the um, NCAA Division One College World Series. Um, Ole Miss won it all there. So shout out to Mike Piaco in case anybody from Ole Miss is listening around this mm -hmm. time. Um, and yeah, we did the MLB draft combine last year that helped us get into the MLB credential uh, pool slate right now. And what we're dealing with the World Baseball Classic. So, yeah, it's been a great journey. Um, I've played the sport all my life. I've played some t-ball. Um, and I couldn't ask for any more outreach after my collegiate career, my semi-pro career. I was a relief pitcher um, for the Pella Mets after I played at Mitchell College for two years. Um, and just I've been blessed to, to see where the game is going. I mean, uh, it's, it's an open door thread. I'll say that, you know, you interact with people from – you know, federation presidents of other countries, and they say, wow, you really are trying to centralize the sport. But not only that, just make it an easy access to people, um, you know, seeing other leagues, seeing other pro leagues that aren't just Major League Baseball. You're going to see that in the World Baseball Classic. There's so many leagues to blossom that, I mean, you might as well get into international baseball now. It's the best time frame and what we have with COVID. And, um, yeah, with COVID, I saw a lot of, like, Korea baseball organization games starting early dawn of day mornings. Um, Nicaragua didn't stop. They got a league down there, that spring-summer alignment. Um, they've had stream video stuff on YouTube. 
And yeah, Taiwan had a league then, you know, Major League Baseball had 60 games. And I was just, you know, through and thin with where Major League Baseball is going. We're seeing that now. They're trying to add more offense, you know, wiring the bases. I mean, pitch clock's going to happen also in the modern leagues. I mean, there's just a lot of technology abundance that Major League Baseball is adding. But a lot of these leagues you could get into, um, all these pro leagues still have the old flavor of Major League Baseball. So it's kind of good to catastrophic that. If you watch Japan, you see small ball. You see ABC baseball that's more distributed than you, when you watch a Major League Baseball game. You don't really see bunting um, and all the small ball tactics or even like, you know, certain clutch heads. It's all home runs. It feels like when we watch a major league game. So, yeah, it's just I'm just enjoying, you know, like seeing where the sport is going to grow from this. I mean, it's cool we got Sean Spradling giving giving us all the World Baseball Classic info. Like, yeah, I know, right? Everything he can do. So shout out to him, and you know, he's been he's been a great contributor for the international baseball circuit for sure. But yeah, yeah, thankful. Thanks for having me on, guys. It means it means a lot, and look forward to what the future holds. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's really cool, this idea of sort of going, you know, there's great baseball being played all over the world, so let's try and get it all in one place. And like you said, you know, you started this group chat where people, you know, who are working with baseball all around the world can can get involved. What kind of started you, you know, was it just the pandemic and the lack of Major League Baseball, or what sort of started you being like, all right, there's cool baseball that people don't know about? Yeah, it's kind of both crossover. I mean, um, a lot of Facebook groups, if you're not recreational with how, like, posting was that I was kind of in a crossover in my career switch. I also went back to um, school to get my master's right. at college. So I was kind of in like a certain middle time frame. Me and my dad, we operate a property management firm here in the distribution center with certain commercial antennas. So a boatload to just, you know, contribute on this side and relic with where baseball is going, I mean, it's just, it's at the palm of your hands. I mean, it's a time convenience of where you want to see the sport. MLB Pipeline, there's seven websites for that. Baseball America has been around since ni- in the early 1980s. Um, so it's only going to grow to have World Baseball Network on um, the facelift of where you can have a centralized end of stats and make it accessible for people just to know about these guys that are coming out of um the minor leagues, the independent MLB partnership leagues we're seeing, and all the international league scouting is getting big. And yeah, it's it's just a fun engagement to, to just keep growing it, at it, honestly. So do you do you cover, uh, you know, countries where obviously, you know, you said Nicaragua and stuff and they have their own leagues. Do you cover countries at all that don't really have a baseball scene at all, but, you know, are trying to grow maybe? Yeah, well, so the United League, uh, the Baseball United League, shout out to Mariano Rivera. Um, you know, they're pushing a lot of statutes to that. And um, so is Barry Larkin. He's involved in that league. And, um, yeah, there's just a lot of um, pretty much – a lot of people want to grow the sport, but there's a lot of barriers you got to, you know, go in between finances, sponsorships, um, what you cater to the fan amenity experience. Um the league in Dubai, which is going to start probably this year or the following um, end of probably January 2024. Um, it's going to be a guy like a lot of leagues are trying to form pool setting players that are X Division One players, guys that got released mm-hmm. out of the draft league 
MLB partnership draft league or certain MLB partnership leagues. Um, guys that played in Europe, top end competitive leagues in the Netherlands, Spain, um, Italy too. They've had a good amount of baseball the last forty years, but nobody knows because it's it's not like abstract in metrics of what they see with Major League Baseball and what's on our home right. soil. But we're in a technology rotunda. I mean, got Twitter. You know, you can follow five different perfect game pages at once. Baseball Factory. It's all there. Mm. Be, that is going to grow. Um, but yeah, Baseball United. They were going to plan on bringing certain regular season games to a cricket stadium or their national cricket stadiums in Dubai. And it's going to keep blossoming with where these countries are going to angle, but it's all about the derivatives. It's what you can get, you know, in the financial side of thing and what you can produce side of things and what you can produce on also the product, let alone um, if you like the Savannah bananas, does it cater to you to like real baseball or right. maybe circuit baseball, circus and circuit baseball that a lot of these guys could play rookie ball after Division One schools, and they went on to play with the Savannah Bananas. But, you know, it's it's a different element. The fans get in the game. If they catch a foul ball when Savannah's hitting, it's an out. Right. So, I, you know, it, there's just a lot of ways you got to promote the game. You know, it's always going to get interesting of what Major League Baseball is doing. But they've had other tests. Um you know, to do all that in the minor leagues. So it's just, you know, like last three years before the realignment, they knew this pitch clock was going to come, you know, like without a doubt. And then you got the professional baseball association agreements too from the November of 2019. COVID, if COVID never happened, you still would have had a minor league season, but you don't have two different tiers of single A. You don't have short season. You don't have, a mid-season amount of games in single A. It's just complex league and you're up. Low A, high A. It's it's a totally different game of where the sport is going to grow. And I think that steps in for other countries to step in with professional baseball that if you're not going to have a lower end of teams, amount of teams, you know, that are at that lower level of professional baseball, five, um, you know, single A, um, held guys, you know, let alone with those amount of teams, it's it's not going to go your way of where talent pool is going to happen. Um, but who knows? I, I think it's big to follow the draft league. I think it's big to follow if you can. Certain Japan independent leagues, um, the Shiku Island League is big. Recommend getting into that. It's a good independent league. So um, just dig your Google Chrome Fortress in there if you can translate. Right. Um Baseball Challenge League in Japan, those are really good players out there. Some have played in the Dominican Republic. Um, they just started a new summer league in the Dominican Republic called Liga Verano. It's going to be run by their federation. They started it last year. And certain crossover guys that are going to play in the, the main Dominican League in the winter. So the abroadness of professional baseball, it's growing. It's, there's no um, you know, hidden deal that it's not. It's just it's spotty. I mean, shout out to people that get the information of the World Baseball Classic announcements. It's it's hard. It's right. really hard to see through this. And, um, you know, there's a, it's a playbook. You join agent links. It's a lot of um, just a lot of stuff you got to do on a smart tech daily basis deal to see where the tracking is. So it's cool to be a part of this. Um, but I wouldn't trade for the, for the 
for the rest of the world, honestly, to be in this position right now. All right, cool. Well, yeah, like, so um, you mentioned a couple of things that I want to ask a couple more questions about, you know, inquiring minds want to know. Um, you mentioned the draft league, and I think, what was it the Baseball United League? Is that what you called it? Yeah, that's in Dubai, so. Okay. Yeah, that's, I'll give you, like, certain research stuff on that right now, and um, it's a good league. A lot of advisors are going to really try to get ex-MLB partnership guys Okay. Or guys that were hung in the winter leagues for this past season. So if you watch the Caribbean series, mm -hmm. uh, Curacao built a team with like three professional players that are outside, um, not from the island of Curacao. But okay. they they are building a professional league in 2023, 2024. But it's only going to have invitee establishments from their federation of the leagues they run in Curacao that go to the Caribbean series next year in Miami. Okay. Um, yeah. So the bridges with baseball United, it's going to be a funnel of scouting through all these leagues um, that are happening. Okay. The Caribbean cup just happened in the Bahamas in December. So you had guys from Cuba that are on the elite league, but the only way they're going to have to go about their major league careers is if they leave the Island. I mean, now it's opening up with, um, we're seeing with the world baseball classic, they're allowing major leaguers to play with Cuba first right. time. That that was the thing in 1960. Um, so the Caribbean series had two. This is like a fun fact deal. So the Caribbean series had two editions from 1949 to 1960. It was four teams. It was Cuba, Panama, Venezuela, Puerto Rico. Okay. So the history on that is that a club circuit, you know, type of tournament, you're going to draw a certain amount of fans in different sponsorships. And in in that time frame, Panama, you know, they were a US territory at the time. So they they drew more of the teams they brought to the Caribbean series, most American players. Um little did we know that, you know, nineteen fifty, they they squeaked in a championship and won the Cards of Bay and Yankees. They didn't get a Caribbean series title until 2019 when they were on home soil um, mm -hmm. in their the line pro-base Panama League. The same year, Mariano wins or gets inducted to the Hall of Fame. 2019, Mariano gets inducted a few weeks before. Panama wins the Caribbean Series in 2019, but they held the stadium with this Estadio Rock Peru um, right. because they have certain economic alignments for their Caribbean Series. Um, so they had to pull out and Panama, Cuba was the last year they played in 2019 before this year um, in 2023. But, yeah, I mean, the scouting of where professional baseball is, is going to amount to where we learn that the history of international baseball dates back so long. It doesn't date back to this present time frame. Mm -hmm. um, we've had tours in Japan. In the 1930s, late 1920s, South Korea, we, um, a major league barnstorming circuit was going on then in the 20s. Mm -hmm. um, baseball is only going to get big if we reach out the history to these countries and give them a platform. And that's what World Baseball Network's doing. We're giving right. a platform to these countries that have history of, of America's pastime. Mm -hmm. But we're all in it together in one centralized community who, who you know, who doesn't want that to 
mm-hmm. facelift. And yeah, it's it's only going to keep growing for the English fans to know about how good the Caribbean series was. The Inter Americana series, it's another prestigious slide tournament. The Latin American series folded from 2014 to 2019. Ooh. You know, Nicaragua played in that tournament. They've never been invited into the Caribbean series um, in the history of um, international baseball. So it's a huge amount of stuff. And, you know, it's, it's all about absorbing what you love. And outside of Major League Baseball, I, I see the news of, you know, John LaRossi. I mean, you know, it's, there's so much key stuff to talk about in today's game and the love for international baseball. But how, with baseball, how's it going to continue that path? You know, you got Mariano Rivera behind me, but yeah, you know, he was – he was living through the trenches. I mean, you know, in Panama, he had to make his his legacy right through and then. El Duque, Orlando Hernandez, Levon Hernandez. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stories you hear that are so triumphant in international baseball and the players that land to a major league field doesn't amount to what we see in the United States, the blue-collar American that tries to make his way through, you know, certain barstorming leagues, Dizzy Dean, dominating these barnstorming leagues in the 30s. Um, you know, that tail period of the gas house game from that time frame. I mm. mean, it's in our blood too, but we got to share the game with this. And I think right. it's go and expand the horizon of all this information on one sort. So so where exactly does your website fit into this? So we know like the goal of spreading international baseball and all that, but what exactly do you do then, you know? Like articles, interviews, that kind of thing. The part of the incentive game is that you got to push the advertising. What what it is (laughs) to this is the breakage of what people love about a sport is that we want to distribute the news that Major League Baseball doesn't distribute with the World Baseball Classic commitments, the WBSC events um, that happen that are all in different region circuit websites. So WBSC. It's all moduled into like WBSCAmericas.org, WBSCAfrica.org, WBSCAsia.org. So it's regional to people that, you know, if you follow international baseball and you love World Baseball Network, we'll give you that information centralized. So I think it's a big window of like what we're trying to do with the the baseball community itself, the international baseball community, let alone regions here in the States, regions here in Canada, that, you know, they, they wake up and it's single-digit degrees and we give them happiness of where's baseball in the Dominican Republic in right. late October after the final out of the World Series, Puerto Rico, um, Curacao next year, Venezuela and Mexico. So it's... It's just to give that reach that when the final lap of the World Series happens, baseball is not over. It is right. 24-7, nonstop. I mean, there's scout leagues down south that get certain mm-hmm. reputation you can follow, too, in Florida, in warmer climate areas. Baseball is never done in this, you know, you know technical renaissance we're in. So it's, it's cool to see that the growth of baseball um, will only get bigger um, – from from what World Baseball Network is doing. Mm. So what are the countries that you think are going to be the the next big ones on the scene, you know? So I think Brazil, I think they got a shot to really have a lot of talent. Jan Gomes, 
he's like their pioneer guy. So yeah, he's like their unicorn. So I think Brazil has what it takes. They have a huge Japanese communities, you know, all across Rio de Janeiro, Sao Paulo, um, and certain other cities as well in Brazil. So it's going to grow in that country. Argentina is number one in the world in softball. So you have biomechanic um, revelations of right. how Argentina can be good. I mean, if you're good, if you're number one in softball for certain periods of the ranking um, alignment in the World Baseball Softball Confederation, you definitely have a shot to be inside, you know, the WBSC America standard. But it's tough. I mean, you're dealing with age groups that are, you know, lopsided. I mean, Cuba's good. Dominican Republic's good. They just don't have the certain finances to back, you know, go to the U18s or the U23s from from this part time frame. And you got is this them. is this still softball or uh, are we talking about their <laughs> baseball programs so, here? So the U18 now this is baseball now. So the U18 okay. happened in um, September. It happened out in uh, Florida, right. Sarasota, in two different venues and Bradenton. Um, so probably did not participate in that points through the World Baseball Softball Federation tournament circuit if you don't participate. Um, it's several points if you appear, um, but nonetheless, you have to show up to gain the, the point system. And Mexico is like the top team outside the United States at number five in the world. Right. The U.S. is number three. Taiwan is two. Japan is one. I mean, the Americas is just a deep region. You know, like Mexico, mm -hmm. Colombia is coming up. Panama is coming up. Nicaragua is, you know, here in the World Baseball Classic for the first time. And they've been a baseball country for 125 years. But the sport is only going to appear to the fan or maybe the non as much casual fan that you know, these these tournaments are big. Scouts, national and cross-checkers, they go um, to these games and they can watch it at the palm of their hands on certain screen capabilities. So mm -hmm. this is hidden that, um, you know, Mike Trout, he played in the Pan American Games in 2010. So this is the second time with Team USA. Um, this is the first time with Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. So right. people don't know that these players play in historic tournaments because it's not marketed. It's not land out in a centralized deal, but bring it on. World Baseball Network's yeah. here. You right. Watch, you know, like we'll, we'll do whatever it takes to cover the great teams and the U23s as much as we can. Even so, so, so speaking of a, of a tournament that Major League Baseball has a problem marketing, will you be doing anything for the World Baseball Classic? Yeah, so we're accredited with the World baseball network um you know parcel of mlb credentials so we got in to the world baseball class we'll be in miami for it so march um 11 to the 15th is the pool round of pool d and we'll cover those games we'll cover the semifinal games and then the championship games the 21st that's awesome yeah that's so really cool we're credit for that um we might have some some leaning and other coverage with other federations um but yeah, um, we're we're here to landscape. You know, the next Harry Ford's for Great Britain. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be cool too. You're gonna see top prospects like Deshaun Knowles get some exposure too for Great Britain. And yeah, keep looking up these 
keep looking up these guys. I mean, Mars Cervenka, he's a trailblazer player, and he's just playing over in the Czech Republic in their extra league league. So that's the thing about the World Baseball Classic. It's not just Major League Baseball. All these other countries have the product to bring, you know, to a Major League field, to bring mm -hmm. to where they're doing it in Tokyo, they're doing it in Taichung. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a big product enablement to state that our sport is big. It can be on this global stage like soccer, like rugby, like cricket, like golf, like tennis, like and then like basketball, honestly. Basketball, you, you have the commitment of players from the NBA playing in the Olympics, except other sector FIBA tournaments. Mm -hmm. Then it's like the second string of some guys in the NBA or the G League. But baseball right. has its magnitude to be so much overthrown as Olympic sport. Like, I wish it was in Paris, but it's not. Break right. dancing. Break dancing. Right. In the right. ridiculous. City. Chokes. It is a little silly, isn't it? For baseball and softball. Yeah, it's, it's but, terrible. Yeah, it's like, how does that make sense? But the French had a baseball federation since the 1920s. Since 1920, they Did had they? a governized baseball body. But nobody talks about it. You know, you don't see NBC Universal leak into something and say, oh, well, baseball and softball's out. You know, Ricardo right. What's the next? He's the president of the World Baseball Federation. What's the next move of baseball trying to bring all these products? I'm all I'm all a fan of certain games you can grow from the sport, like the World Baseball Softball Confederation. They're building a sport called Baseball Five, so it's kind of like handball, but there's like other players around the infield surround. Right. Playing on a miniature like some deal, but right. there's rankings for it, but. You know, how is that going to grow if you're promoting e-gaming? So if you're standing in front of a screen, that's the contradictory of are you putting them in international competition events that are going to have e-gaming? Yeah, so right. the media doesn't talk about, from Major League Baseball side of things, what the World Baseball Softball Confederation is doing, but they get help from Major League Baseball. It's not like FIFA, where it's a free-for-all with, how much right. they can allocate to the premier leagues, the top leagues in Europe, and so forth. Yeah. Ostensibly, MLB is a little, just a little bit less corrupt than FIFA as well. Hopefully. One, one would hope, you know. Well, the Venezuela um, Caribbean series, I mean, that's, you know, that's a little bit of a, a push from the Caribbean professional uh, confederation deal. So, like, that's, like, another thing about baseball it's that, you know, if you want to influence the product more, right? Right. Tourism, you're going to have to put it in other countries that are applicable to the American market. I mean, us as Americans, we can't travel to Venezuela like that unless we were born right. there, have a certain citizenship, citizenship status. But, um, you know, kudos to the people that were there covering. I mean, two stadiums, God bless. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't have Uber, <laughs> you know, right. subways mm -hmm. are a little unreliable or you never know. I mean, if you know, the subway lines out there and LaGuardia and um, Laguerra and um, Caracas, kudos. But, you know, it's it's a whole nother world to see in baseball. I mean, this could take you so much of other destinations. You have no, you'll have no idea what you run into next. But 
Yeah. I'm glad next year it's in Miami. World Baseball Network will be covered, covering it. And it's going to be right before the Super Bowl in the late January, early February time frame. So we don't know mm-hmm. if it's six teams or back to eight. We're still in the, the midst of the confirmed news on that. But right. baseball has, you know, its own intangibles. I mean, we're seeing it. You know, Cuba's got certain MLB guys. They're not, you know, holding hostage with their elite league Serie National players. They're coming for blood. This World Baseball Classic, I mean, they were in the final in 2006 with all Serie National players against yeah. the top players in the pop professional baseball and Ichiro Suzuki that Japan had. Mm-hmm. But, you know, baseball's here. It's, it's in our throne to go global. It's, you know, it has a different path than you know all the other sports i labeled before it's, it's only going to get bigger if you see the other pro leagues of how you know the not so norm of fans like myself see of these pro leagues as, as just a growing product for the game honestly mm. yeah it can yeah. be a little hard to get americans to care about like not the major leagues like even minor league baseball, even though a lot of these guys that you like, you can go to a minor league game and see the number one prospect in the sport. You go to that field, attendance is not going to be good. So it can be kind of difficult to get Americans to care about the minor leagues, let alone international baseball. So it, you know, like, and then that's only half the equation, right? Because you also have to get people in these other countries. Oh, hey, listen, I know you like soccer. Yeah. But why don't you watch the sport that has nothing to do with soccer? And, you know, at least for me, like sports that don't have anything in common with baseball, a lot of the time I'm sitting there and I'm kind of like, I'd love to just be watching baseball instead right now. So there's a lot to overcome in these other countries. And you mentioned Brazil. Brazil sounds like a good case study of this because we were talking to Baseball International last week, and uh, something he mentioned is that they have a hard time getting over the hurdle of how into soccer Brazilians are, and the only place where they really seem to have any success with it is in Sao Paulo, and that's Mm -hmm. where like all of their MLB exports have come from. So it it seems like MLB has a marketing problem, as you know we all know. And we brought up a couple times here. And with MLB kind of driving this internationalization process, it seems like that marketing problem is... It took too long. It, they, they're like the last of the party in this. That yeah. What the NFL was doing with the London games. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you got you to gotta play out a, some type of championship league format. I mean... The players' association has got to buy into something. And I think the Japanese Players Association would have been too. That if you do produce a World Series, that's Japan versus the United States and the best of seven. Baseball right. evolved into a global parameter sport. But a lot of these owners, they want it for themselves. They're, you know, you see with the World Baseball Classic, they're holding these players accounts and being in these, in, you know, the grapefruit and cactus league establishments. So, yeah. And they're never going to like it either way if it was in November. You can't win in this. You play mm. through a crazy stretch of months. I mean, eight months, these guys are with each other. Yeah. Now, I get yeah. it with somebody like, um, uh, I want to say Jung Ho Gung, but that's not who it is. G-Man Choi. Yeah. Somebody like G-Man yeah, Choi, I get it. it. Because when, when somebody misses 
I mean, Choi, did he miss the whole season or just most? Well, of he it? he had surgery over the off season, so they basically said you have to stay here and recover. You're you can't right. yeah. go, you can't go play, which is like that. It's, I anno- it's annoying, but yeah, I understand it from a team perspective. But these guys who are just sort of like, ah, you know, I'd rather stay in my off season routine. It's like, come on, man. You well, know, but no. Like, the worst is when the team basically leans on them and is like, we don't want you doing that. Like, yeah, we're have yeah. A problem. It's we don't like want you can't stop them. That's the thing. The World Baseball Softball Federation is the umbrella of the, the governizing body yeah. of baseball. Yeah. That's yeah. thing you got to hold into account that Major League Baseball wants you or wants you to have an option. If you want to play training, you could do that. Or if you right. have an option to, a tour- to play in a tournament that happens every three years. Mm-hmm. Right. Years. Um, it's not going to be like that in 2026. Um, you can't opt end of somebody's declared deal going to this tournament of the world baseball classic um right it's finalized in a in its own turnout it's gonna be like fifa pretty right. much yeah it's a play yeah. you won't get overthrown by manchester united chelsea or whoever it's, that's that's yeah. where it's going and the promotion of the merchandise now for the first time is run by the federations of all the countries it's not going to have the world baseball classic logo Mm-hmm. Right. That's another thing. merchandise is going to be so separate outside of MLB.com. So go check out Italy's page, you yeah. know, for their gear, yeah. Australia's website, yeah. it, and Japan's website. I mean, US yeah. is going to be all spread out to the max. Right. Well, Matt, this has been super fun. I've, I've learned a lot, man. We're, mm-hmm. we're up against it, but ha- how can people find you? What's the best way for them to follow you? Yeah. So, website is worldbaseball.com. Um, URL TN, um, all smart devices, and we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter as well. And join in on WhatsApp. Much love of our community. Yeah. And love to bring in the fan fandomonian purpose of where our sport is going. Matt, thanks again for coming on the show. That was really informative. I learned a lot. Um, he's the kind of guy who just knows a lot about everything. So I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. And uh, make sure to go give Matt a follow at Matty Talls on Twitter and check out uh, worldbaseball.com and his podcast, Baseball Without Borders. So, Matt, thanks again for coming on. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Baseball Podcast.